Hey guys, it's Tita, and welcome to my very first episode of Aquarian Intellect. I'm super excited because I originally planned this in August, and I was working on it in September, but then I put it off because of school. And now that it's January, I have a month off. I'm out of excuses, so I basically have to get my shit together. And this is where it comes because this is the first episode. So thank you so much for listening. If you are, it means so much to me. So let's get started with some questions that I have for you guys. Have you ever tried to get someone to think positively of you? Have you ever tried to get someone to see what a toxic situation they're in? And have you ever stressed about your future or something that's going to happen in the future? What all of these examples have in common is that they are under the illusion of control or we are under the illusion of control. And what is that? The definition of the illusion of control is that it is the mentality in which we tend to overestimate our power to influence other people or events. And this is something that's really easy to overlook because this is something that's been embedded into how we act in everyday life. So let me explain how these questions are forms of control. And hopefully at the end of this, you will be able to pinpoint how exactly we walk so closely with this type of mentality and we can actually recognize what is actually under our power. So some people could think that if you are kind to everyone, then nobody can say anything bad about you and overall you'll be a likable person. But behind this motivation of us trying to be nice in order to be deemed likable, this type of mentality is very flawed and it falls apart so easily. And this is because no matter how hard we try, people will always have their own opinions about us. And this is going to be a very, very short story time, but I was definitely one of these people. When I went into work in a new working environment, I decided that I was so sick and tired of work drama after being in the restaurant industry for so long. I know how it works and it's so easy to be caught up in all these catty things and all this gossip. So when I was in this new environment, I made the decision that I was going to be really drama free. I was going to be nice to everyone. I wanted to be everyone's friends, everyone's friend, genuinely. And I just wanted to be on everyone's good side because I was so sick and tired of the whole cattiness of just working in small environments or just the restaurant industry in general. And the thing is, is that even though I kept my promises and I didn't really indulge too much in gossip. I wasn't on anybody's side. I basically played it safe and was just, you know, overall nice. I still had people say some negative things about me. And when I heard about this, I was really shocked because I really thought that I was on my best behavior. And I still had some people who thought that I was disingenuous or basically a kiss up. And in another situation, I also carried this type of mentality into my social circle. So when I had some friends make some commentary about me in a negative light, I tried my best to insist and prove that I was no longer this insecure or codependent person that I used to be years ago. 
So overall, I was always trying to get people to see me in a positive light or see me in the way that I wanted them to see me. And this motivation of mine, no matter how genuine it was, it never worked. And I just kept trying anyway because I still felt like I had control over how people viewed me. So maybe, unfortunately, you were like me where you believe that you also had the power to control people's perceptions of you. And we can't really blame ourselves for this because we as humans are social creatures and we are also pack animals. We really value being accepted by basically everyone, even if you don't really care about that one specific person, you still want to be accepted. And when we feel rejected by someone or or someone disproves of us, we take personal offense to this and we try to change that because we crave the acceptance and the validation of being part of the pack. But the thing is, this is problematic because we believe that we have the power to influence how other people perceive us. And the reason why this is problematic is because a lot of us also have natural biases against others. Maybe we're on the receiving end where we try to do all of these redeemable things such as charity work or volunteer, or maybe we're just trying to improve from our past habits. But the thing is, some people will think that we're never good enough or we will never be good enough. Or maybe it's the vice versa where you're the person who supposedly has the power And you also continuously disprove of someone, no matter how hard they try to make you think otherwise. So this ultimately shows that people's perceptions of us are not in our control. So therefore, we should stop trying to bend over backwards for other people or try to people please. And we should stop stressing over what other people think about us. Because we don't have the power to really influence that. It's ultimately up to them. So therefore, it is an illusion. And maybe some of you guys may think, well, what if I'm actually a really nice and genuine person and this person is completely unjustified in thinking that I'm some sort of disingenuous, bitch, lazy, whatever it may be. But why does that matter? They are entitled to their own opinions, as are we. And the crazy thing is, is that when we try to take control of how other people perceive us, you are actually the one giving them control over you because you're the one slaving away while they have the power to approve or disapprove of you. Isn't that crazy how it works like that? And at the end of the day, we shouldn't be motivated to be nice people because we want people to think that we're nice. We should be nice, giving, kind, genuine, confident because we are or because we want to be, not because we depend on on other people's perceptions. Now, how about this? I feel like we've all been there where we have a friend who is going through a toxic relationship or a toxic habit. Or maybe we're that friend. But regardless, we spend hours confronting our friend, comforting them, supporting them, giving them advice. But obviously, from an objective perspective, you can see how toxic their situation is. And no matter how hard you try to get them to see what they're doing is unhealthy, they still don't listen and practically do the opposite. So overall, you're also not in control of other people's decisions. And if we look at it from a different perspective, we just think that we have some sort of power or responsibility or duty as a friend, as a lover, 
or, you know, as a human being to help the other person that obviously is in distress. But the thing is, is that most of the time that happens, it never really works out. And that doesn't mean that we're failures or we're bad people because we do care so much that we want to fix them or we want to assist or help them. But the thing is, is that there is a point where it's no longer in our power, but it lies with the other person. And this example doesn't have to be so dark either, because sometimes we try to control other people's decisions in lighter situations. We try to get them to stick to New Year's resolutions. We try to get them to agree on our opinions or get them to like what we like. And we try to get them to go to the gym with us. It can literally be anything. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it's a push and a pull. But we shouldn't try to always bend backwards trying to control other people's decisions in hopes that things will work out in our favor. And that's because the illusion of control has us so focused on our desired outcomes, whether it be we want our friend to be happy and in a, and in a loving or healthy relationship, or maybe we want our friend to be more confident in themselves or have a positive body image, or maybe we want our friends to be more open-minded and see things from our perspective. But the thing is, this is why the illusion of control exists, is because we use this to try to achieve our desired outcomes. But the thing is, is our desired outcomes are always a gamble and it's something that's also out of our control, especially if they depend on other people or external circumstances. And what are external circumstances? I wonder if you guys have also felt this way, but I had a mini meltdown earlier this year because I felt like I had no control over my future. I'm graduating next year from, or technically this year, from university, and I felt like with this whole COVID pandemic, I had no sense of direction, and I was just losing grasp of my future. I felt like I had no control. I didn't hear back from almost 20 jobs last year, and obviously because of online school, it hasn't, it's been okay, but it hasn't been doing the best, and because a lot of jobs are shut down. This also weighs down on future college graduates because then we're going to be unemployed and we never saw this coming. And so for me, I was stressing out. I had no idea what I was going to do. I didn't like not knowing what was going to happen to me in the future because basically all of our plans are up in the air now because of this whole pandemic. But the thing is, worrying or stressing about external circumstances such as the future does nothing. And it doesn't even have to be the future, but it could be something literally just outside of our house, if that makes sense. Like for example, I also filed taxes in February last year and I didn't get my tax refund. I got my state tax refund, but I didn't get my federal tax refund. So I literally lost so much money I called the IRS, I did so many things to try to see where my forms went, and it said it's unavailable, it hasn't processed, all these types of reasons. And I could go about this two ways. I could be so stressed, fed up, I would literally want to fight someone who works for the IRS because my money was gone, and I could have put that to probably so much use if I wanted to. Or I could just move on because it's not in my control anymore. Maybe it's lost in the mail. Maybe someone took it. I have no idea. But as soon as I dropped off that form at the post office, that was no longer up to me. So again, 
Worrying or stressing about external circumstances does nothing. And I read in a book about Stoicism, which is a branch of philosophy, that there is an example of archery. So imagine you have your bow, you have your arrow, and you're aiming at a target. And you can try your best to aim at this target, but ultimately when you release the arrow, it's out of your control, just like my tax refund. So a gust of wind could blow your arrow off course, a bird could fly in front of your target, or what if the target suddenly collapses? All of these things are ultimately not in your control. And the only thing that should have mattered is that you tried your best to aim, you drew, and you released. So many of us are caught up in our desired outcomes, not knowing that we are often setting ourselves up for disappointment. And some could argue, okay, well, that doesn't necessarily work because a lot of the times where I do take control, it works out in our favor. But the thing is, it's always a gamble because it doesn't always work out. Otherwise, all of us would be happy, right? So if we just understand that external circumstances are not within our control, then we could stop beating ourselves up over things that we didn't have power over in the first place. So basically, what do all these examples have in common? Energy, and if you haven't caught on, disappointment. A lot of people think that time is a form of currency in our lives that we'll never get back. And it's yes and it's no. The thing is, is that time is inevitable, if that makes sense. Time goes on without us. Life goes on without us. We can't tell time to stop. We can't tell the earth to stop rotating the sun, or we can't tell earth to stop rotating so that the day just freezes. Time is something that will always go on and we'll never get it back. And this is something that we've all learned to accept. So we can't necessarily stress over that. But the thing is, is that we often seem to overlook energy. Energy is something that we can't give back, but it is something that is in our control because we make the decisions on where to dispense it and how to dispense it. And the thing is, is that a lot of us aren't picky with how or where or how often we spend our energy. And because we give it away so easily, there are a lot of times where we're disappointed with our results. We become drained, we become worried, we become stressed, exhausted, we experience anxiety, all of this in order to try to control other people or outside events. And when I mean control, I don't mean also just trying to control people's decisions or try to control people's perceptions of us. I also mean worrying or stressing about things because this is also a form of control. And maybe I'm going off topic, but that's okay. But worrying and stressing over things is also a form of control because we think that it's going to do something. If we worry about this more, if we stress about this more, and then something happens in our favor, then we'll think that all of that negative stress, all of these negative emotions and energy spent is worth it and it works, but it actually doesn't. Because in the end, in some way, we're suffering So why do we do this? Why do we want control so bad? Again, as I mentioned, it's because we're so fixated on our ideal or desired outcomes. But what brings these outcomes to life? What makes them pop in our heads? I came up with three reasons. And the first one is that humans hate uncertainty. So therefore, we crave stability, predictability, overall security. We try to use control to achieve events 
that are in our favor. And if whatever happens that is in our favor comes to life, then we feel good, we feel relieved because it's something that we predicted and something that we wanted and expected. And it makes us feel safe. That's why a lot of us are scared about the future because it's something that is unpredictable and we don't know what is going to happen. We don't like the thought of things not going our way. And therefore, in order to feel secure, we create desired outcomes and we want them to come true. This kind of goes back to caveman days because the only thing that we wanted to guarantee was our safety. And the thing is, is that this type of survival mode or fear that is still within us pops up in different things. Maybe we feel scared because we don't know if this guy is going to like us. So then we start to feel stressed, we feel unsafe. So we have to know or we try to get this guy to like us because then when he does, then we feel safe and we feel stable. So this comes in all types of situations. And similar to that, the second reason why we want control is because of goals. We are very goal-oriented beings and this is something that's just basically part of our biology. If we start out small with an apple tree, apples are programmed to grow apples. If we take a step up from that, when we think about animals like a wolf, wolves are programmed to be part of a pack and they're meant to take care of each other and survive. But what is the goal of a human? This is something that we constantly ask ourselves. What am I here for? What is my purpose? What am I meant to do? Why do I exist? If we are lucky, we are born in a society where our basic needs for survival are met. So then we try to conquer anything that we're given with and we create so many goals which are desired outcomes. And that's just because everything is meant to have a goal. Therefore, if we want, again, the certainty or the security, then we create the illusion of control to achieve these goals. And lastly, this is simply just because we care. We create the illusion of control because we care. We hate seeing the people that we love in pain and part of ourselves just wants to save everyone that we often forget that there's only so much that we can actually influence. So overall, we're not really able to control everything, even though we try really hard to. And this doesn't make us failures or not good enough, but this just makes us human. So we can't control people, we can't control their decisions, what goes on in the world, other external circumstances, whether it be the weather, Even the circumstances that we're given, such as our race, or the people that we're born with, the people that are in our family, these are things that we have no power over and we don't have total influence on. So some of you guys may be thinking, well then it looks like nothing's my fault, so I can do whatever I want and whatever happens is just not in my control. That's not exactly true because that's a victim complex and People with victim complexes never amount to anything else aside from being victims. People with victim complexes refuse to take accountability for things that they actually have influence on. So just because we can't control everything doesn't mean that we're helpless. Because there are things that we do have power or influence on. And sometimes there are things that we only have partial influence on. And after that, we just have to let it go. So you guys have already guessed it. But the only things that are within our influence, our power, our control, is our decisions and our effort. These are things that we have voluntary actions over. How we decide to react to others, how we respond, 
the decisions that we make now in present time, whether it be how hard we study for the test or whether we want to go to school or not. These are the choices that we make, and that is what we have control over. A quote from Marcus Aurelius, I think that's how you say his name, said that you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. So basically here, what I'm saying is, or what he is saying also, is that when you encounter a situation, separate the differences between what is in your vicinity and what isn't. Because in reality, every time we try to take control of something, sometimes it ends up controlling us instead. We can choose to apologize to someone. We can choose to react calmly when someone's angry with us. We can give advice to our loved ones. And we can try to make up with someone or just plan for our future, whatever it may be. But the thing is, after we've done all that, put in our effort and our time and our energy into this, we have to remember that we can't depend our happiness or relief on the outcomes because they're not always guaranteed to work out in your favor. And when you do depend these things on those desired outcomes, you're gambling your chances with disappointment. So stop beating yourself up over things or worrying about things that you can't actually influence and understand that what really matters is the process in which we work on things and we try our best and accept that things don't always go as planned. And that's just a part of life. It's just unpredictable and it's unstable and it's uncertain and we don't like it. We like the opposite, but we can't avoid life. So if life throws us curveballs, It's really up to us on how we want to accept them and how we move forward from there. So be picky about what you spend your energy on because you're never going to get that back. And we give power to the things that we invest in or pay attention to. So once we become masters of realizing that control is an illusion, we can not only be resilient to all these external forces that come at us, but we can also come closer to achieving inner peace. That's going to be it for me, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this first episode of Aquarian Intellect. And make sure to follow my Instagram at aquarian.intellect and leave comments on what you thought about this topic. And I also want to know if you guys have any other ideas or topics that you wanted me to talk about. See ya.